microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a big laugh. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Kylan, Mike, and... Wait. Uh, we're, We're down to man. Yeah, I think Hydra or AIM or SWORD, somebody invaded Mac's computer. Yep. And and his little interface that Tony Stark set up for him, uh, I think he called it Rosebud or something. Something like um, that. It's got a major virus, and he's over trying to help clean up Rosebud. So to speak. So, um, right off the bat, check out the website, mightymarvelgeeks.net. On the homepage, you got ripped apparel, superhero stuff. Those are our affiliates. Check them out. Uh, Loot Crate coming soon as an affiliate. Uh, I just got to get back up to speed um, with, with that. <laughs> And get that put on the page. Uh, also, too, check out if you can find their stuff. Uh, you can find it at Superhero Stuff, but BioWorld Merch. Check them out. Uh, they got some great stuff. Uh, Star Wars backpacks. Hate to see it. Say it. Justice League's gear. But they got, a bunch mm. of Marvel, they got a bunch of Marvel stuff as well. That is awesome. Worth checking out. Um, you've seen their stuff out there. You know you have. Once you see pictures of it, you're going to go, oh, cool. So check them all out. Hit us up on Twitter at Marvel Geeks. Hit us up on Facebook, Mighty Marvel Geeks group and page. Email us, mmg at mightymarvelgeeks.net. We want to hear from you because you may or may not like the following. <laughs> Um, I, the way I feel about this is the way I feel about a certain property over at DC. Mm. Um, it has been announced that coming, (laughs) that's a long flush. That's a very long flush. Coming Valentine's Day 2019, which means the only the only rose you should be getting that day is a black rose. 
<laughs> because of this, is um, Gambit. Now, it has been officially announced that um, Channing Tatum is playing the role of Gambit. Um, he is playing Remy LeBeau. Mm-hmm. And it will be coming out February 14th, 2019. Uh, the February area of the calendar has been quite successful for Fox X-Men properties of late, following Deadpool's record-breaking debut and Logan in early March. Uh, whether the Gambit movie actually does get made and makes this release date is a whole other story, though. Um February 19, oh. nearly two and a half years after its initial October 2016 release date. Doesn't make it any better. No. As, no. Of, as of now, Rango and Pirates of the Caribbean director Gore Verbinski is set to direct from Josh Zet- Zettermer's script. The character of Gambit, of course, was created by Chris Claremont and Jim Lee back in 1990. And grew to prominence due to the twenty or due to the nineteen ninety two cartoon series, where his fraught romance with Rogue was a major plot point. Whether Rogue, played by Anna Paquin, or otherwise, will be in this new movie is not known, but we know probably to say not at least this first go round. This sounds promising for a movie that seemed as dead as Darwin not too long ago. Um, it's that. <laughs> here. Here's the alleged storyline so far. Remy okay. LeBeau is on trial in in New Orleans. He's considered a huge security risk. We flash back to almost 25 years before. Master thief Luke LeBeau runs into eight year old Gambit while doing a heist. Impressed by his skills, he offers to take the mutant orphan under his wings. Raised alongside aside other strays he calls cousins, the teenage Gambit becomes the superstar of the Thieve Guild. He encounters Belladonna Boudreaux while on the run from the police. Sparks immediately fly since Bella is, one, is also a fellow mutant. Their love is directly prohibited by both families since the Boudreaux were sworn enemies of the Labou clan. Deciding to unite the two sides, Remy offers to have the two clans team up on a huge heist to profit both families. But of course, the whole plan goes awry. In chaos, Marianne Boudreaux shoots and kills Luke LeBeau. Then we jump ten years later. Gambit's hired to do a job in Paris to steal something from the Louvre Museum. It was apparently a test job to see if he still has it. His mysterious employer is revealed to be Nathaniel Essex a.k.a. Mr. Sinister. He offers Gambit $40 million to recover a mysterious trunk that was stolen by the Boudreaux clan. It will be auctioned off during the yearly Thieves' Ball, where all the criminal organizations in the world will meet up. It uses New Orleans Mardi Gras celebrations as a cover. Gambit decides to enlist a crew of mutants to pull off the seemingly impossible heist. Yeah. Ah! Uh, you know, I, I know. First words were, 
Channing Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I look. I I I took one for the team when I went to see when I went to see uh Magic the, Mike. The, yeah, well, no, no, I did not see Magic Mike. No, that's not even funny. You're wrong. I, I, I went to see the second Kingsman movie because I was a fan of the first. And Agent Tequila, a.k.a. Gambit, was not in that movie much at all. It was, it was I, and I, I was pleasantly surprised by that. I know that uh, just by the title of this movie alone, that I'm, I should not be that lucky. Uh, but number one, he's not Gambit. Not n- by no stretch of the imagination. I cannot see him pulling off Gambit. I, I'm sorry, I just yeah. can't. You know, I. Just, I, I still say uh, I can't think of his name now. The guy from. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, and it's now on NCIS New Orleans. Lucas Black? Yes. I think I think it's his name, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. who that's who it should be. Yes. Yes. So. Or or which one was it? Van Dam and Hard Target. He came pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he was he was Gambit before there was a Gambit movie. He came pretty close. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Well, how about some bright news? Oh, well, so it looks like Deadpool 2 has finally wrapped. And this is a story from EpicStream.com. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted a... Uh, a photo on his uh, Instagram uh, thanking uh, the new director uh, David Leach and uh, it has some kid I guess it looks like he's carrying some kid on his back and he may be in Japan or China possibly it's hard to tell Uh, but yeah so you know, uh, we this has been <laughs> this has been a, a okay, not a long time coming, but something that we all have been waiting for. Um, okay, yes, yeah, so so it uh, looks like we don't have we have no idea of what the story is, uh, but we do know that we're getting. Weasel, Blind Al, Vanessa, and uh, Dopender, uh, the cab driver. And right. also we're getting Domino and Cable. Uh, it, it, there may be... Oh, okay, and we're, we're getting a release date of June 1st, 2018. So they're moving this one to the summer. Okay. So, I mean, let's face it. Uh, one thing Deadpool proved was uh, there, there's no real blockbuster season anymore. Uh, sure. it, there's just not. So, so yeah. So we're going to be getting. So we're going to be getting Deadpool 
uh, in the l- late spring, early summer season. So he'll be he'll be in there with the blockbusters. Uh, this and speaking of which, <laughs> it started up on me again. And it looks like there may be a teaser trailer out there too. Uh, so um, yeah, I'm kind of something I'm looking at. Uh, I'm getting audio from somewhere. You are? Yep. Yeah. That could be on your end. Really? Give me a second. Okay. But pops up again, it's on your end. But still, we shall continue. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we're... So, it looks like there may be... I've worked there. too hard in this uh, life to let someone... Oh, you want to end up dead? It's on your end again. Oh, you know what? You Okay. Is wow. That- yeah, it started up on my end, but it's on your end as well. Hate it when Deadpool tries to screw with us. Wow. So apparently. Oh, that uh, video is nasty, dude. Yeah. It's the teaser trailer. It's the can, teaser trailer. Which you can find over on epicstream.com. Right. So, so you guys check that out. And, um, so, yeah, so we. You know, we do have that to look forward to. So, you know, we 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 give you the sour with Channing Tatum and Gamut, but then we give you the sweet with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool too. Uh, well, what was that again about uh, Channing Tatum? Sour. Well, let's continue on, if we shall. It's almost like a Rocky Horror reference there. (laughs) Um, Thor Ragnarok is a chapter, they're saying is chapter one of a special Hulk trilogy. This could be sneaky. Doing a Hulk Hulk trilogy without actually doing a Hulk movie. Since Universal has the the movie rights, <laughs> which I don't understand how that's still possible, and and it hasn't resorted back since they haven't done a Hulk movie since all this launched ten years ago. <laughs> well, there was one Hulk movie. Well, there were two, but we don't count the first one. Well, that's true. Yeah, the the second one is is MCU canon and timeline. That's true. Um. So Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo uh, who plays Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk, has helped plan in three, a three-movie arc for his character alongside Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige. Though Marvel can't produce a standalone movie for the Hulk due to tangled contractual rights, it hasn't stopped the studio from utilizing the J-Giant as a supporting character in other movies, such as The Avengers Avengers Age of Ultron and now Thor Ragnarok 
Um, but Ruffalo has revealed that Thor Ragnarok is the beginning of an arc that will span over the next three movies he appears in. Ah. Speaking with Cinema Blend, the actor explained how wide-spanning the story came to be. Basically, Kevin pulled me aside before Thor Ragnarok and said, if you were going to do a, well, if we're going to do a standalone Hulk movie, what would it be? Uh, Ruffalo's response was, I think it should be this, 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 and this and this, and ends up like this. And he's like, I love that. Why don't we do that in the next three movies, starting with Thor 3? And then we'll go into Avengers 3 and 4. And Ruffalo was like, that sounds great. So here we are at the beginning of the arc. Thor Ragnarok loosely adapts the Planet Hulk storyline from Marvel Comics, which explains why the Avengers teammates run into each other so far off planet, though it's unknown where the character will go from there. We know he'll he'll be developing his ability to talk thanks to a trailer for the Thor sequel, which Ruffalo explains is an important aspect of the character's evolution. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Hulk speaking is the start of separating of these two individuals, these identities of his split identity person. And where we and where that's going to end up going. So it's really interesting to me, Ruffalo said. He's like a baby. He's like a five year old or a six year old. He has the same syntax. He has the same worldview. And it's so fun. It's like, Chris, we've got to reinvent our characters in this. Um, arriving November 3rd, director Taco Waidi's Thor Ragnarok uh, is starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Hiddleston as Loki, Kate Blanchett as Hela, Elba as Himdall, Goldblum as Grandmaster, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, Carl Urban as Scourge, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk and Anthony Hopkins as Odin. So your take on, on this. Well, you know what? Am I, and this is nothing against the Hulk. I, I, I'm a fan of the character. I really am. But I feel like Hulk does best when he plays against another character, another hero or another character um i i just do i i feel like you know the dynamic between hulk and thor works you know right uh because you have a god who he's a god but then you have hulk who is mortal who is as strong or stronger then a god now this is and this is something that I was talking about with my wife and maybe you and here's something that you could think about and listeners if you're now if you have a you have a dog in this too so let us know what you think about this Any, anyone and anyone who ever who's ever played the old Marvel game uh the TSR game Marvel had levels you had yep. you know you had amazing uh fantastic, uh, spectacular, you know, and all the way up from there. Now, the thing is, you had ungodly, 
which you think ungodly would be the highest you can go. But right. somewhere with – I think cosmic was above ungodly, and I think the very, very top was shift X, which was next to impossible to get. So, But for the sake of argument, Hulk is that – if Hulk is incredible, but he is as strong as Thor – you know, but yet a god should a a god should be the highest that you can go. But yet, cosmic is considered above ungodly. So, right. all right. So, just for the sake of argument, now I'll get back to my uh, my my feelings about this. Is is Hulk actually stronger than Thor? Is should that even be possible? Or should Thor always be stronger than Hulk? Okay. Don't run I'm away from to... your feelings. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you if you think I'm 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 full of poppycock, let me know. Or if you think you know that my uh, that my math is wrong, let me know. But I'm curious, you know, because personally, I think I mean Hulk. Just definitely up there because you saw the beatdown that he gave to uh, Loki. Right. Yo, Loki felt that one. I'm just saying. Yeah. Now wait. Are you? Are you? You're not talking. This one. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by. <laughs> That yeah. beat down? Okay. That beat down. That beat down. So I think I, I can I think the whole idea of a Hulk trilogy mixed in with him with other heroes, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I think that we see more of who Hulk is when he interacts with other heroes, and um, and and I think it, it makes for a more enjoyable movie experience because otherwise, otherwise you just end up with Banner being angsty, getting mad. Hulking out and ripping stuff up, right? You know, you, you kind of need you kind of need somebody else there to to provide that balance for him. So, yeah, I I, I like it. Okay, seems intriguing. Well, how about this? Why don't we move on to the to a trailer that just came out? Yeah, and this I believe this trailer was earlier this week. Um so uh 20th Century Fox released a trailer for the New Mutants. Um I'm not impressed. It I it, I you know the thing is I'm not sure how I feel about this because 
You know, I, I was there at the beginning, okay? And so I I liked the New Mutants. Um it was it was it was exciting and at the same time kind of it kind of threw me off a little bit to right. see a new a new class come up. But it worked and it, especially for me being a teenager, I I, I related with these with these characters, uh, probably even more so than I did with Scott and Gene and 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 the group before. Uh, so so now, mind you, now this story. Uh, so the director is Josh Boone, and his, the story is inspired by Chris Claremont's Demon Bear storyline, which is where the New Mutants went from your standard Teen Titans group. To uh, like something, it was a little bit more darker, a darker, more psychological story. And I remember some of this. I was kind of in and out of the book at this point, but I do remember there was some kind of heavy stuff going on. Uh, and this is definitely playing up the horror aspects, and it looks like that is the intent. Uh, so that. What we're what we're going to have is I don't know a mix of the horror genre with the superhero genre. Right. Um, I, I you know what I be honest with you, I I I really don't know how I feel about it. Uh, this is, I mean, okay, okay, it's like uh, which the the Fox series um, Legion. Okay, Legion yeah. is pretty. Legion is definitely a, 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 a mind bender of show. It really is. Uh, it's not your typical. If you're looking for your typical superhero type, this is not. That's not the show for you. Okay, it's true. It's not, and and it's one thing when it's. When it's more, when it's geared more toward adults, I don't know what the intent is with this, but see, I, I'm just not digging the fact that here they are going with um, with the whole horror. Oh, let's go more horror. Let let's give it an asylum feel. Mm-hmm. And. and at this point in time, if we don't see um, Legion in this movie, then I think they're dropping the ball. Right. Right. And, and you know, the, and now here's, and here's the difficult thing, too, because is all of this in the same world at this point? I, I believe they said all the X-Men stuff, because even Gifted is supposed to be in the same. Right. Because Gifted, I, I take it Gifted, so uh, so are we saying now that Gifted is taking place about the same time as New Mutants? Quite or possibly. Is it taking place, or is it taking place, or, or no, you know what, I may be wrong. It's probably taking place in the future. Because I take it it's probably after the events of Logan. 
Uh, that's what I think it is. I, right, I haven't so, had a chance to catch up with, with Gifted yet. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm liking Gifted. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I think Gifted happens before Logan. Okay. I, I think it does because Logan is, Logan is definitely future. You know, because of certain things that you see, you know, and, and they're going on in the United right. States. So it's right. definitely future at that point. Um, I think this is after, obviously after Days of Future Past. Um, I don't know. But um, this is, I, oh, I you know, it's. The the horror aspect of this movie, it, I, I'll admit to me, a little off-putting, but you're talking to somebody that's not a huge fan of horror. But now here's a quote. Here's a direct, here's a direct quote from the uh, article at, uh, with uh, Digital Trends. Um, the idea... The idea of a horror-themed X-Men movie might seem like a hard sell, but Boone points out that Fox has seen a lot of success with non-traditional superhero movies, such as Logan and Deadpool. So the studio was willing to take a chance on his horror-inspired story. Boone said that the movie would be a trilogy, but promised that each movie would deliver a different kind of horror. Right. So we're talking about a trilogy of horror movies. Um, uh, and now Boone goes on to say, these are all going to be horror movies, and they're all going to be their own distinct kind of horror movies, Boone said. This is certainly the rubber reality supernatural horror movie. The next one will be a completely different kind of horror movie. So... Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, I'd say, you know what? If you if you feel if you feel daring, go for it. You know, but um, I I don't know. I, I'm 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 not the kind of person that runs to horror for escape. Um, no, I'm not knocking people that do, but that's kind of outside of where I. Where I where I need to be to let my shoulders loose, right? right. So I don't know. Well, continuing on with trailers, while a little disappointed about New Mutants because I thought it was going to be a different direction, but I understand they they're basing it on one of the Claremont storylines. Mm-hmm. Um. Kevin Feige says the Avengers Affinity War trailer could happen before the end of the year. Sweet. Now, if you're wondering how much longer you're going to have to wait, Eric Davis, uh, who is head editor over at Fandango, um, said this on Twitter. I asked Kevin Feige when the Affinity War trailer is going to hit. He confirmed it will arrive before the end of the year. 
well, this is cool considering we don't have to wait too much longer for the official version considering <laughs> most of us did see the San Diego Comic-Con rips that popped up online while they lasted. So the guess is going around. When is the trailer going to drop? Before the end of the year, we got November and December. When is it going to drop? Guesses? Uh, you know what? I think Star Wars. I think so, too. Some people are saying the same week as Thor Ragnarok. Eh, uh, no, I no, think that's no. going to spoil Ragnarok. Right. But dropping in December with Last Jedi, uh, I think that's that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, because you here's the thing. I, 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 I'm expecting big numbers for Thor Ragnarok. It seems like it's going to be yeah. fun, but it's not going to be the numbers that you're going to get for Star Wars. And right. if you want the you want the biggest bang for your buck and you want to make sure that everybody you want everybody in the world to see the trailer for the biggest movie for the MCU. Then you put it with Star Wars. Yeah, uh, it's and I you you don't wait until you don't wait until Black Panther because yeah. that's too long. That's too long. Yeah. So now there is another movie I missed because more in part because it's Pixar, uh, but Coco. Could we see it come out with Coco? I think Coco's still too soon to, to Thor Ragnarok. It is. It is. I just can't. No. No. So, well, let's move on. Uh, how about some uh, some Iron Fist ah! news? Man, you know how long I've been waiting for this? <laughs> how long have uh, we been so talking about this? We've been talking about this. Like, it, it, well, you know, the writing was on the wall. It, it was plain to see. And, we, and that, you know, we were going to be getting... Luke Cage and Danny Rand, Heroes for Hire, sometime soon. We we, we knew it was gonna come. We got we got a taste of it in Defenders. So, right. so you know, and not long ago it was confirmed uh, that Iron Fist was gonna be uh, in Luke Cage, uh, and and it was and you know you could see in in uh defenders that they were friends that this had uh, had they had a uh, common respect for each other right so mike coulter revealed uh that the plan there is a plan indeed to explore the concept of heroes for hire when the show returns to netflix right okay okay so Okay, so, uh, and this is a quote from Mike Coulter. He will bring some flesh blood in the new season, and I'm hoping that people will respond to it well. Uh, We are teamed up for a bit. That's the whole point of bringing that flavor to it. I can see how this works. That's what's good about it. We're giving people what they want. So, you know, um, I'm jazzed. Uh, you know, outside of outside of 
seeing Colleen and Misty kind of talk and get to know each other because that's another iconic team right there as well, the right. Daughters of the Dragon. But to see Heroes for Hire, uh, the, the the seeds being planted right there on the screen, right. I'm excited. You know, right. uh, so we're looking at uh, the second season of Luke Cage is uh, looking to be released somewhere during the first half of 2018. So we don't I, we don't have anything more uh, concrete than that. But you know that's pretty that's pretty awesome right there. So. Right. Well, you you know what? I'm going to add this story, which is right underneath that. Um, since we have time, mm-hmm. we forgot about a tra- another trailer that dropped this week. Oh, really? Oh, you tell me you didn't see it? How about the trailer Uh, to the movie known as Black Panther? You you know what? And I'll tell you this right now. See, I saw the movie. I saw the new poster. That new poster is phenomenal. I have on purpose avoided the trailer. Well... Let's talk about some Easter eggs that are in the trailer. So okay, we can talk. We can talk about Easter eggs. So I, I'm just I, I want to be surprised when I see the movie. So I'm trying to not see too many trailers. But yeah, we can talk. Um, a trip to the afterlife. Um, one of the most visually visually stunning moments in the trailer comes when we pay a visit to what appears to be the. Jalia, a mystical realm that serves as a collective memory for Wakanda. Oh. Um, number seven. Forget Claw, meet Claw. Uh, we actually see Ulysses Claw in a Avengers Age of Ultron. Now we get to see him um, in, in Black Panther. In this trailer, we get to see it in action as the villain leans out of the car that he's a passenger in and fires an impressive-looking blast at the pursuing T'Challa. Uh, the sound-generating device looks quite a bit different to what his comic book counterpart sports, but the imagery here is more than a little disturbing as Claw's fingers separate and a blast emeates from in between them. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Number six, Killmonger's fancy new suit. Uh, I'm just going to leave that one there. Um, <laughs> we we heard that Eric Killmonger would be decked out in a Black Panther suit of his own. Uh, this has been shown in action figure form, but since since it, in action figure form since, but it's finally unveiled here. Um, it, and it isn't a Black Panther suit at all. If you take a closer look at the decals, clearly based on a Jaguar. So. Oh, okay. Uh, number five. T'Challa's new costume. Uh, we, we see uh, Kill, Killmonger suit glows yellow. 
Um, but now T'Challa's kind of has a bluish purplish hue to it. Hmm. So, uh, number four, Shuri's designs. It, it's, it's important to note in this trailer and it confirms that it's not all T'Challa who's responsible for creating his own tech, despite the fact he's portrayed as a Tony Stark-level genius in the comic books. In fact, it's his sister Shuri who has come up with the hero suit. The greeting they share here could become the new craze in the same way as the Big Hero 6 fist bump. <laughs> uh, number three, A Hidden Paradise. In 2018, how on, how on earth could a nation like Wakanda remain hidden? Uh, the previous indicator the trailer indicated that those who live there have given outsiders the impression that it's your typical African nation, but a sneak peek reveals that it's actually been kept hidden through the use of a series of force fields. Um, so... Number two, a truly right. unique setting. Regardless of whether or not Wakanda does have an affinity stone uh, to thank for being so much more advanced than the rest of the world, it is clear that Black Panther is going to take us to a very different corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. T'Challa's home looks like nowhere we've ever seen on the big screen before, and it makes use of classic African architecture, technology, which is way beyond our own. And then finally, number one, Eric Killmonger's plan. One of the most important reveals in this trailer for the Black Panther is the fact that Eric Killmonger speaks with what appears to be an American accent. Up until now, most fans assume that he would be a fellow Wakandan whose taste for power leads him to leads him coming into conflict with T'Challa. But it's clear that there's an awful lot more to the villain than meets the eye. While we don't know what this plan is in its entirety, it looks like he set his sets on Wakanda and exposing the nation to the world. So, and of course, in the comics, Killmonger <laughs> and his family were exiled from Wakanda when he was a child. <laughs> Right. So, things that make you go, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so, um, trying to think. Let, yeah, let's go ahead and go right into, if I can open up the right window here, folks. Uh, let's go right into. And of course, that's the comic book shop by the Shazbots, who we again thank for the use of the song in the show. Um, tell you what, I'm going to start us off. All right, cool. My first book of the week is Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, Mace Windu, number three. 
Mason and his squad's first mission of newly begun Clone Wars continues. What do the Separatists want? And want with the planet of Hisrike? Can Mace overcome mercenary droid ADW4? Almost sounds like they wanted to do WD-40. Uh, so can Mace overcome mercenary droid ADW4 to stop them? <laughs> so, I get the feeling that's a cakewalk for him. I don't know why. <laughs> On to number two. Your, uh, your first my, my My first pick of the week is Now Us Avengers, number 11. Uh, Cannonball Run, part one. Uh, the writer is Al Ewing. The artist is Paco Diaz. And the cover artist is David Nakayama. And the inspiration is Jackie Chan, Dom DeLuise, Burt Reynolds, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Dean Martin. Um, no, sorry. Uh, Jamie Farr. I forgot Jamie Farr was it. Oh my gosh. Kathleen um, Bach. <laughs> Dom DeLuise. I said that. Oh, uh, dang. Harvey Corman. Is he in it? Maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, okay, so. Cannonball Run Part 1. The U.S. Avengers have a new mission to find their missing teammate, Squirrel Girl. Red Hulk, Iron Patriot, and more head into outer space to find Cannonball. The search leads them to the strangest planet of all, Glenbrook, USA. <laughs> home and free, home and fiefdom of Richie Redwood, America's best loved teen. Oh my gosh. Archie, <laughs> what shocking events will lead them lead the U.S. Avengers to uncover the secrets of the seemingly idyllic planet of Glenbrook, whose teenagers keep disappearing? And how would this lead them to Cannonball? Plus, includes three bonus Marvel Primer pages, story by Robbie Thompson and TBA artist, and it's rated T. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale Games number four. The Guardian's heist is to steal Thanos' greatest treasure from his homeworld, Titan, has completely turned pear-shaped, and they've been marked for death by the Mad Titan's millions of psychotic followers. What more could possibly go wrong? How about when Stakar... And his crew of Ravengers show up to collect the bounty on their heads. Writer is Fred Van Linty. Artist is Salva Espen. Cover artist is David Nakayama. So, on to your second book. My second book is Daredevil number 28. The writer is Charles Soule. The artist is Ron Garney. And the cover artist is Mike Diodoto. The epic conclusion to Land of the Blind. It's Devil versus Devil. As Daredevil, as Daredevil battles the Beast. 
demonic source of power for the Hand Clan. Winner takes soul. Also, the next phase of Daredevil's story begins here, with the payoff to over two years of storytelling. The last page will rock the Marvel Universe. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is written by Peter David. Artist is Will Sleeney. Uh, cover artist is Mark Bagley. And it's Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider number nine. There's a new hornet in the skies over Las Vegas. But his identity remains a mystery. Who's pulling his strings? And what's their connection to the Scarlet Spider? And will anyone from his past have anything to say about it? So your final book of the week. My final book of the week is Black Panther number 166. How about that? They put it all together. Um, <laughs> it's all connected, the, man. It's all connected, dude. And uh, the writer is Ta-Nehisi Coates. The artist is Leonard Kirk. And the cover artist is Brian Stelfreeze. Claw Stand Supreme, part one. Black Panther's greatest foe has returned. Ulysses Claw is back and ready for war. Can T'Challa defeat the man who killed his father all while his country struggles to feet struggles to its feet? And as war looms, Wakanda's gods have disappeared. Enter the originators. The former gods are back. But what are their their intentions for a land that has forgotten them? Plus, includes three bonus primer pages, a story by Robbie Thompson and TBA artist. And that's it. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the Marvel Unlimited pick of the week. I kind of felt this was kind of appropriate for the month. Okay. It is... Marvel Monsters, Monsters on the Prowl, number one. This is from 2005. Mm-hmm. Brace yourself for the most original, innovative tale you've you ever. Nah, it's just giant monsters breaking things. It's the Hulk, the Thing, Giant Man, and the Beast versus a tidal wave of the most terrible monsters of the Marvel Universe. The Collector has inadvertently unleashed classic creatures Drome, Grog, Goom, Rumbu, Gratu, and more on New York City. Can our heroes save the day and have fun doing it? You, you, you see why? You know, it's 48 pages of all-out mayhem, according to the cover. Um, I thought... I thought it was a great pick because of uh, it's Halloween. Uh, it's 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 definitely it's the, Halloween. It's the month of Halloween. Now, some notes: uh, Marvel Monsters, Monsters on the Prowl, is a one-shot special. The events of Good Monsters takes place, uh, which is one of the stories in the book, takes place early in the modern age of heroes, approximately one to two years before the formation of the Fantastic Four. So, oh really? Yep. Uh, so let me 
give a little bit of the synopsis of Good Monsters. The, the cosmic being known as the Collector sits with his massive museum underneath Canada. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Inside the this immense abode is a menagerie of various strange and monstrous creatures that have plagued Earth in the past. Right. Over the span of years, the Collector has collected these gargantuans one at a time and placed them within his private zoo. Now, however, the Collector faces challenges not from his captured s- specimens, but from the Mole Man. The Mole Man's forces invade the museum, setting all the monsters free. So, oh in Manhattan, Bruce Banner visits the Baxter building, building. On the run from the army, he's hoping to find shelter with the Fantastic Four. The only team member there is Ben Grimm, who invites Banner in and gives him some food. See, this is what happens when you give food to strays. <laughs> As the two talk, the civil defense alarm sounds, and Ben learns that hordes of giant monsters are now invading New York. He cannot contact the rest of the Fantastic's, Fantastic's Force, so he must rely on Banner for help. He flicks Banner ser- several times in the nose, instigating Banner's transformation into the Hulk. <laughs> okay. Before the Hulk can start swinging, Ben convinces him that it'd actually be more fun to take on bigger bad monsters. The Hulk agrees, and they go off to fight to save the city. Now... Uh, appearing in We Found the Ninth Wonder of the World. Uh, synopsis here. Captain Kane navigates his fishing vessel through the sea. His crew's fishing nets manage to ensnare a lobster nearly 12 feet in length. Some good eats there. Kane reports the phenomenon to be to one of his guests, Professor Briggs. This is the second such bizarre creature of, of such bizarre creatures that the crew has discovered. As Kane goes into Briggs' cabin, he finds the professor studying the remains of a four-foot f- four starfish. Um, so, um, Briggs is convinced that the strange mutated sea life is related to his old colleague, Dr. Parker. Hmm, I wonder if there's any relation. Hmm, I don't know. So this continues on, um, basically wrapping up with uh, the original project experiment XYZ conducted years earlier. Kane and Big soon realize that experiment XYZ is actually an even larger turtle and was also the mountain responsible for scuttling Captain, uh, scuttling Captain Kane's ship. The massive creature is too large to even notice three men who safely race away. So, that's Marvel Monsters, Monsters on the on the Prowl. So, that is going to wrap it up. That is gonna that that's gonna be a fun read. That's what it, that's it be. is. It is, but I think that's gonna wrap it up for us for this week. Oh yeah. Any final thoughts? Nothing for me. Well, I want to tease this one story that we're gonna talk about later, especially when uh, when we get Eric back. 
I'm just going to say, Kevin Feige says Marvel could run Star Wars Celebration style event. <laughs> you tell me that would not be killer to have something similar to a Star Wars Celebration <clears throat> for Marvel. Uh, <laughs> if only I could share. If only I could share. But we will talk about that at a later time. So, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, when we go see the Gambit movie, do we take Black Roses? Uh, I think if we go see the Gambit movie... We need to take ourselves to the doctor. Oh, I'm, I'm getting my shots beforehand. Oh, my God. I, 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 I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Uh, shots are coming. Uh, shots are coming. A barf bag, too. Uh, I, I can't see it. I really can't. We'll have to see if we can get some supplied by NASA. I'm like... I, I didn't think there's enough ransom money out there for me to for for, for anybody to pay for me to see that. I don't know. I'm just afraid we're gonna go see Gambit and Magic Mike, and the Magic Mike movie starts up. That's not even funny. 